Well, I know how the potlucks go, so Acts chapter 2. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be quick. Like I said, I know how the potlucks are. So, I love this time of year. We, we drove here for the uh, gift exchange Friday, and I mean, you get to see all the Christmas lights. People put Christmas lights on their house. We're not one of those people. We don't live in the neighborhood. But it is beautiful driving down the roads and seeing all those lights, you know what I mean? And even singing these songs. You're going to sing that song in one of those, uh, you know, alleviate church, you know what I mean? They're like, what is all this? This is like, there's a lot of doctrine in this song. What does that mean? Second Adam from above. I don't get it, you know. That's a lot of doctrine in that song. So, uh, amen. It's just, it's a good time of year. And it's a good time of year to tell somebody about the Lord. Amen. I mean, there's, it's not Merry Xmas, it's Merry Christmas. And like I said, I don't have a Christmas message, but I got a, a message on a lame man. So I guess a, Mike's lame message, you can title it that if you want. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this message. Lord, I thank you for saving my soul. Lord, I know you, Lord, you willed that none should perish. Lord, and I Lord, just preach this with nothing else. Lord, just a, Lord, we just have a burden to just give the gospel to somebody else out there. Lord, that needs you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter number 2. We'll just kind of start off with that. And verse number 41 says, Then they gladly received His word, were baptized, and that same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. I mean, this was a time people getting saved. In book of Acts, we all know how this goes. This is the, you know, the, the meat of the church here. You know, We know how this is. And uh, it was just a different time. I mean, we know some people that got saved by the Billy Graham Crusades, those were pretty cool. But I like as even all this is all going through this and how this leads through and thousands of people getting saved. There's going to be one guy in chapter number three that gets saved and he's just a lame guy. He's just a lame guy who gets healed. Verse number 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. I mean, I was talking with this one guy who started his church, and he actually quoted that almost word for word all the way through, and, and in reference to how this is how his church was going. And I've remembered this passage. I've had this passage outlined in my Bible for many years. And right where he kind of left off there in verse number 46. And I mean, I always thought this was like, maybe this was like the perfect definition of unity in your Bible. Is this what it's like when all the church can come together and we're all just agreeing and we're all things in common and, and our hearts all united as one together? Is that it? Was that the definition? I said, you know what? It's probably not. I found a better definition over in Ephesians. That's what I always thought. But I said, is this it? And where he left off there, he didn't quote in verse, verse number 47, and out of love, I says, you know what? Is it praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church such as should be saved? I says, the Lord added to your church? He said, no. He said, some people come by every now and then. That's why I like where it goes into verse number 3. You know, we're not all, we're not just to keep this to ourselves. You know, we, we come together and we have all these things in common, but some of us didn't grow up like others did. I didn't really grow up like pastor did. You know, we, 
We didn't. He grew up. He got a, his fa- family stayed married. My family was divorced, young age. I grew up running from the police. He grew up friends, his friends, the police were his friends, you know. Grew up, went to college. I went to Job Corps. You know, different lives, different styles, opposite sides of the track. But we still got all things in common now in Christ. And when we get together as a church, we ought to have this one thing in common. That people still need to hear the gospel. People out there still needing to get saved. And this time of year is, I mean, this is, this is it. It's always a good time. As according to this, this wasn't saying it was Christmas time and the lame guy was by the church and he was, it's what wasn't what it was. But right now we're at Christmas time. I mean, there's no better time just to get out there and get the gospel. I mean, I wish we did have all things in common with people. You know, when somebody gets saved, you know what? Chances are they're going to be a little rough around the edges. They're going to be a new Christian. They're not going to know all the Christianese. They're not going to know this Christian etiquette. You know what I'm saying? They might still do some things you don't. You might not have all things in common with them. But we still need to tell them the gospel. They're still welcome to come to the church. They're still welcome to be here. It's not just a place for us to get together and be our own little selves. Am I making, I mean, amen? Amen. I want to see some people come in that are, hey, how's it going? Whoa, you know, who's that guy? Man, you get saved? Wow. You know, that's what I want to see. I remember one time my kids even still remind me of it. My, my neighbor come in the one time and, and we've always invited him to church and he came in and I probably, should, you know, too late now. He came in, he had a Buttweiser t-shirt on. And some of y'all remembered it. I mean, and it had ladies rear ends on the shirt and people seen it and they're like, oh! I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm sorry, Lord. And I said, come on, Travis, come on and sit by me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he don't know! The guy got hit by a cat like going 65 mile an hour down the freeway. He's got brain damage. You know, where's the shirt? I'm gonna put it on and walk into church. <laughs> you know? Come on, over, come over here and sit by me, Travis. You know? He don't know any better. But you're right, amen. Might not look like you. Whatever that means. You're just gonna have to show him some grace. And not beat him down with your Bible knowledge. But then there's that old Christian that you might not have all things in common with. They know everything. (laughs) Thank you, Brother Dennis. I appreciate that. (laughs) They're always right. Amen. Might not have all things in common. They're always right. You can't, you know, you're never going to win an argument with those people. You just kind of, all right, hey, how's it going? And leave. You know what I mean? Not that you even want to win an argument. That's what, you know, you want to argue. I like Luke chapter 24. And as they commune together in reason, I said, that's how you know they're not Baptists. (laughs) As they argued and debated amongst themselves as they were going down the road, Baptists. I mean, that's how it goes, you know. (laughs) But they esteemed them, you know, that older Christian, they esteemed themselves better than others. 
careful when that newcomer comes in. When you think, man, there's a, there's a saying, but when you think you don't stink, we'll just leave it at that. Amen. They grew up Christian. Some of those are the worst. I remember Brother Luke preached a message on that. It was great. Brother Luke Sorensen just preached on just because he said he struggled with it because he grew up Christian. He's a great preacher, man. He preached on just growing up being a Christian and, you know, kind of looking down on everybody like the Pharisees kind of did. Those religious Pharisees. Acts chapter 3, and we'll read these 11 verses. So now Peter and John went together. And just by the way, I like how it transitions here. It transitions down to one person. And then fewer over in verse number four, there's thousands that get saved because of this message he preaches. But pretty much a lot of this story is about one guy. One guy. That you could make a difference in, in someone's life. One guy. The lame guy. I asked the teens when I was down there, because I actually just kind of went through this. and said, do we even use that term lame anymore? And they're like, lame, what's that? All right? It's like, that was the phrase when, you know, when it was, that's lame. That's lame. Lame. Nope, not today. Now it's, anyhow, we're going to keep going. I apologize. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. That's how I'm old I am on this thing. So anyhow, out of it I am. Anyhow. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked in alms. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them and expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat it for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. I'd like to say, first of all, this lame guy, he was left laying down. Verse number two, it says he was laid there daily. You know, he was born this way. You don't know what everybody's circumstances are. You don't. We're quick to cast judgment. But like Pastor was saying, you know, you judge righteously, but you're looking at some guy that's been down there a long time, especially as you're going in the door of the church house and all he's wanting is a little bit of money and he can't walk. And I don't know if he'd been praying the whole time, just, Lord, I just want to walk so I can get out of this mess. But the Bible says he was laid there daily. From birth, he was born this way. People walking by into the church house just... Oh, there's that guy again. Depression he must have felt. People making fun of him. A little tongue-in-cheek. He wasn't chose for the soccer team. He wasn't the best punter on the football team. He was laid there daily. 
And you got to, and I had to wonder myself, say, for how long? How long was he there for? Acts chapter 4 verse 22 says, For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. So let's just put it light and just say he was there 10 years. Which if I was going to bet, I'd, I'd bet more. But just for the sake of argument, because you know how we Baptists are, we'll just say 10. <laughs> 10 years is a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be laying out in front of the church house. No hope. Looking for a handout. Looking for a little bit of money. Now imagine that money just brought happiness to the people that was helping him. Watching the people go out and in and out and just no hope. But I'd also like to say this lame guy was healed looking up. You know, all this guy's hope was in Asking for these alms. This money just for years and years and years and years. He's no longer maybe even believing that, you know, I'm going to be this way for the rest of my life. I don't have any hope. This is what my destiny is, just to sit in front of this church house day after day after day after day. And ask people, do you got a little bit of money I can get? Let's just pour more like this. I imagine he was always like that, just kind of, that's what I get. Because Peter and John, he says, look on us. He says, look on us. You know, he's just depressed, discouraged. And I was born like this. Just looking for some loot. I had to throw another L word in there. I apologize. Verse number five. And he gave heed on them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to thee. You know what? Money was not going to solve this guy's problems. I can help. It's just like that lady that had the blood disease. Can't fix it. But she knew as a man, if I could just get to him and touch that garment, I heard all about this guy, Jesus. I can get help. I can get healed. And money, in fact, it causes more problems. That's the way I see it. You look at all Hollywood. A lot of us kind of strive to do some of that. We, you know, as a young person can strive up and look at some of these Hollywood people and say, you know what? I want to have money like that person's got. But money is never going to solve your problems. They help you pay your rent. They might help you get out of debt a little sooner. They might help you to eat. We all need this stuff, but the Lord's in control of all that stuff. Don't go running after it. Don't go seeking all that stuff. I remember I just heard Pastor just or Pastor Farley just preached a message. He, he preached a message entitled, "Is it a sin to make money?" I thought this would be good. Think, <laughs> listen. And during that whole thing, it, one of the main stories I remember, he said, during this, he said a guy was in an accident. This was in a church. He received a large sum of money for his settlement. He tithed 
that money, over a million dollars to the church. You know what happened to the church? Split. They couldn't decide amongst themselves what they wanted to do and wars spread out and this and that and church just broke up. I said, man, wow, what a thing. You wouldn't think that to happen though. According to Pastor Farley, it happened. I would have never guessed something like that, but money caused a lot of problems. Jesus don't. He can help you. I guess they didn't have all things in common. I guess they was looking in the wrong areas. Probably should have just spent the, split that money and sent it. Probably should have just sent it to Farley. He didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> he just sent it out to all the other missionaries and done whatever. You know what I mean? Get rid of it. There's your problem. God will solve your problems. God will help you. God will heal you. I like how he says, look on us, verse number four. Look on us. Gives that idea, you know, look up here. I like how I read in John 3, 14, and it says, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's that same thing right there. So you know what? I got Jesus, Jesus to help you. Don't you look up here. You look up at that, that staff and that serpent on that staff. You know what you happened in Exodus? You got healed. Why don't you look up to the Lord instead of looking in all the corners for all the change? God will help you. Just look up to the Lord. He's looking for the loot and he got the Lord. Lastly, I'd just like to say this lame guy left leaping. That's my favorite part. (laughs) It really is. He left leaping. Verse number 7 says, And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. By the way, just a little side note. I, I was talking with Brother Mike about this. So, you know, I, I don't get all my points started with L. This is one that I missed. But you know what? Sometimes people, they just need lifted up. A brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Sometimes, you know, they just need the compassion with one another. You know what I mean? Amen. That's it. Sometimes they just need, oh, you know what? You just need to read your Bible, Dennis. No, no. Sometimes you just need to go up and lift them up. It's really that simple. It really is. If you've got the Lord on you and you go help them, you'll help them. Even just to listen to somebody. You don't even have to have your advice. Just your presence and just be in there. You know what you need to do? You need to get right before you're going to get up from that bed. No, I said, no. Rise up and walk. Jesus said so. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. <laughs> Amen. First time that happened in that church I've been in a long time. This guy's like, Woo! Man, I can jump now! And everybody that's in there was just like, what in the world's going on? Is that the guy that sat out there the whole time? And then the kids are like, why is he yelling? We're not allowed to do that in church. 
You can't yell in quiet! And he's praised, thank you God for healing me! What is wrong with that guy? All of a sudden the old stagnant church started, started going and the cracker juice fell out, you know, and they're making the crackers wet in here. Knock it off. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Walking and leaping and praising God. Maybe he was praying. Lord, I'm just tired of being here. Lord, I don't want to be in this bed no more. I don't want to be just laying right here and begging for money. Can you just send somebody to help me? God says, yeah, I'll send somebody. We'll send Peter and John. And then the church service really happened. Then they knew it was him, verse 10. And you know it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened. And that guy's been here forever. And he's finally healed. And everyone showed up. And verse number 10 says they were amazed, and verse number 11 says they were greatly wondered. But you know what's always going to happen in a church service like that? Some people are going to be happy. They're going to be real happy that that happened. But others ain't. Oh, he didn't really get healed. (laughs) You know how it is. He didn't really get healed. He's jumping up and down. I'm saying he pretty much got healed. That's what I'm saying. You know. We'll see if he had a change of heart. Yeah, I think he's praising God a little bit more than you, bud. What happened to you? Amen. Acts four four twenty one says so when they had hurt when they had further threatened them they let them go finding nothing how they might punish them because of all the people for all men glorified God for that which was done. But you know you got those religious people. Those religious people. And in verse number 14, 414, and, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred amongst themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. I mean, that's just amazing. They say that. That's just... Anyhow, but that it spread no further among the people. It's just like, what? (laughs) Filled with the devil. Filled with the devil. That's what that is. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak not henceforth to no man in his name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Man, if you get ever get anything out of this message, don't ever do that. There's still lame people out there that just still need the gospel. And I'm going to say this. You know who the real lame people are? The real lame people are those who don't tell people about Jesus. 
Did you hear me, Dennis? I said the lame, the real lame people are those that don't tell people about Jesus. Yep. Yep. See? <laughs> he gave me that look like he didn't hear it, so I had to, I apologize. Let's speak up loud enough. You know, it's Christmas time. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby ye must be saved. Amen. There's people out there that still need saved. Lord's coming back. And then it's too late. People still need saved. Man, it's Christmas time. There ain't no better time to tell somebody about the Lord right now. No better time. Any time's a good time, but now's a really good time. They say that this is the most depressing time of the year for some people. Just the stuff that goes on. Maybe it's a bad childhood. Maybe it's, you know, a lot of bad childhoods out there. Horrible memories of Christmas. Maybe it's just they lost loved ones. They can't be around their family anymore. But somebody out there still needs the gospel. Somebody out there still needs to hand up. So, hey, invite them over for Christmas and take them something. Share the gospel. Be a Christian. Be a warmth. Be a light to somebody that needs it. And it's probably somebody you've just been walking by your whole time and never even thought twice. Maybe you did think twice. Just another lame guy. That'll be leaping and praising God. And I'll even like how he says that, said that over there. I like how he's praising God. I, I didn't catch that until this morning when I was re-going over this. He's leaping and praising God. Not John and Peter. That's why I retract my statement. Well, maybe he would give it up on all hope. No? I imagine there was still a glimpse of hope in the Lord. Man, I've been coming to this place just hoping to get healed by God. But it does say that... Sorry, I went too far. And as the layman which was healed held Peter and John... And he was thankful to him. Thank you, guys. Thanks for healing me. Thanks for bringing me the gospel. Thanks for just being here for me. Thanks for helping me. That's it. Seek somebody out. I told you to be quick. It's a Christmassy message. Amen, Pastor.